Hello and welcome to Crosstalk with your hosts, Martha Lee and Anna Nick, a podcast dedicated to encouraging and pointing people to Christ, to provoke you to find your calling in the Lord. Brought to you by Cornerstone Ministries New Life Church. So join us on a journey to reaching the world for Christ, starting in our own backyard. So sit back, we hope you enjoy the podcast, and we pray it encourages and blesses you. Welcome to Crosstalk, and we're continuing on our series, How We Got Here. And today we're going to talk with Marianne Williamson, Pastor Jim Williamson's wife from Cornerstone, Canada. Welcome, Marianne. Uh, hi, uh, Martha. It's good to speak with you. It's good to speak with you, too. We're thrilled to do this interview with you. We're glad so, to have you today. Yes, we are. Anyhow, we're well, going to... Anytime gonna... I can praise the Lord, I'm, I'm for it. That's it. That's it. That's a good attitude. All right. We're going to ask you a few questions. And uh, what what year And did you get saved? And what brought you to that decision? Well, the year was uh, 2014. I got saved. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2013, so I got saved in February 2014. In November 2013, my husband says to me, you know, we need to start going to church. But there was nothing, like we had four beautiful, healthy children. Everything was going great. No major calamities in our life. Praise the Lord. Right. But for some reason, he said, you know, we he felt the tug of the Holy Spirit. And at the time, I didn't realize it. But he said, you know, we've got to start going to church. And I said, oh, well, okay. I really, in my heart, couldn't be bothered. Right. But I thought, we'll go once or twice. And see we'll see like what happens. Yeah. But <laughs> I really, really didn't want to go. And I, I didn't take the kids because I thought, you know, if it gets a little crazy, we can sit in the back row <laughs> and we'll just kind of sneak out. The great <laughs> escape. Been there, done that. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it was around Christmas time and we were going, uh, like the couples do, we go out and, right. you know, we'd stay out quite late. We weren't coming back to maybe one o'clock in the morning. Right. So Saturday mor- uh, Saturday night, so then Sunday morning would roll around mm-hmm. and it was two weeks sleep in, so then we'd miss church. Right. So that happened two Sunday, two weekends in a row. Mm-hmm. And I turned to my husband after he was the one that wanted to go to church. I turned to him and I said, you know, we promised ourselves we were going to go to church and we missed two weekends in a row. We've never went. Uh-huh. I said, I feel like something's keeping us from going to church. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I, you know, I feel like that too. But at the time I didn't realize that we have an enemy That's that right. want, does not want us to go to church, hear the gospel. Right. So we went, there was no traveler church in Canada at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't even know what church to even go to. We just hopped right. around from church to church mm-hmm. to find one that we liked. Right. Anyways, we found one. And the moment that re- really stands out to me where the Holy Spirit was working in my heart was we walked into the church and the worship music started mm-hmm. and this man he looked like an athlete this big huge man was with his family and they're all dressed in their Sunday clothes and the worship music's on and he's got his hands up praising the Lord and I didn't at the time didn't even know what worship music was right. I was completely we didn't 
attend church except for Christmas and Easter. So right. I didn't even know what worship music was. But we were standing because everybody else was. But I looked over at him, and he had his hands raised, and he was praising God. And there was, oh, I get emotional thinking about it. Mm-hmm. There was tears coming down his face. And I thought, at that moment, I thought, he knows something I don't. Yeah. And he has something that I don't have, and I want it. But I didn't know what it was at the time. Right. So we kept going to church, and we didn't miss the service. Then we started bringing the kids. But it wasn't until so the winter happened. Didn't ha- I didn't get saved till February. So we started in November, didn't get saved until February. And that moment for me was another like core memory that I'm going to remember forever. I was sitting in this high school, and it was a church that they had because they didn't have money for a church building, so right. they they had their church service in the high school. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, and the pastor described Jesus. He was he had all the props. He had the the whip with the leather straps, and he described that there was um, bone and sharp stones and everything to do the maximum amount of damage Mm -hmm. as as the Roman soldier whipped Jesus. And he described how the whip wrapped around his torso and they pull back. And it was the way he described it was Uh like there was nobody else in the church but me. And it was like everybody disappeared. And I'm listening to him, but the thing that really stuck out in my mind was, he said, he said, and he was thinking about you that day, and he knew your name, and he would have died on that cross and went through all that suffering if it was just for you. Yeah. And I, I wasn't even aware of the people around me because I remember saying out loud, he knew me? Like, it, it blew my mind. I didn't even think about how... It was personal, like how yes. Jesus died thousands of years ago before I was even born. How did that relate to me? Yeah. And I didn't understand that. I didn't know that the, he died for my sins, even though I was born thousands of years later. And at that moment, it became personal to me. Amen. And then personal I went home. Yes. Yes. And I went home and it was only God because I didn't know how to get saved at that point. I knew I wanted Jesus, but I didn't know what the steps were to get saved because nobody explained it to me. Right. So I went home and I Googled it. <laughs> and it sounds crazy because <laughs> you're, you're Googling how to get saved. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. And anything could have popped up at that. You know, it was only protection of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, anything crazy could have popped up, but it was basically just, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved. So I prayed, I said, Lord, it was such a childlike prayer. Yes. And it wasn't fancy or had like big words. It was, I I don't even remember exactly what I said, but I confessed that I knew that I was a sinner. And then I knew that without the Lord, that I was doomed and I needed him. And it was such a childlike coming to him like yes. it was nothing fancy and I didn't even at the time really realize the impact of that prayer I didn't in that moment really realize how important it was 
That's amazing. That is amazing, your, Marianne. Your testimony. That's amazing. It's absolutely I amazing. Really yes. bless me. Yes. Yes, because he was personal and he was reaching out to you. Yes. That, and, and it has discre- to be personal. Some people yes. don't understand that we can't know him like we yeah. know a president or we know a famous person. We have to know him like we know a spouse or a father, a heavenly father, our own dad, our mom. Yeah. It's personal. It's quite an experience. Yes, it, was. it was. It was quite an experience. A God moment. Yes. Can you remember the first person that you witnessed to or may have brought to the Lord? Well, after that, (laughs) I was so excited. (laughs) I was so excited. And it was just, um, I wanted to tell everybody. So long story short, we had meetings in uh, Western Canada, in Edmonton and Calgary. And Uh um, I shared my testimony at those meetings. Um, but the person, the one person I do remember, the first person I think was my mother-in-law, uh-huh. but I could be mistaken. And then my mom and dad and all like all my brothers and my family. Wonderful. Sisters. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, explain if you could the defining time of the move of God in Canada. The defining time, I think, well, Pastor Charlie had been coming up for a while and other pastors from the States and mm-hmm. um, brothers from England and that. So I, I believe they planted seeds. Um, yes. And you know, the Bible says one plant, one waters, but God gives the increase. Amen. So I think that probably it started with that, but for us personally, I remember my husband, we were in Western Canada and he go there for six months of the year then we'd live in London for six months of the year because mm-hmm. he hated the work in London, but he had a really good business built up and I'm not bragging or anything like that. I'm just saying he did have right. work, tons of work yes. in, in the West. Yes. And the one day I remember I was taking the kids back in the fall and we had had meetings um, in London. The men had meetings in my dad's um, office at the front of his camp. And I think with my brother and my dad, they, they were, trying to find a hotel and they did find a hotel in London mm-hmm. that we could have more things to do, whether mm-hmm. it was ladies meetings and not just having right. a Tuesday night meeting or whatever. Right. Right. So we were in the West and I was taking the kids back on the airplane back to London and he was going to continue working until it snowed. Mm-hmm. And he were talking, you know, he said, uh, we, I think your dad and brother might've found a building and we want to, have church there I said well that's a great idea well, how are you going to do that you're like you're here mm-hmm. and he said well I'll fly back every other weekend and I said well what about me and the kids we want to we want to be part of it too and that doesn't sound like you can't you have if you're going to go for it you got to go all in right and he's like we just talked about his business because he had the business in the west and he didn't really like working in London finally he said you know what we're just going to pack it up God will provide, and we're going to move back to London. And I remember the Lord told me that first year, Jim's work was going to be terrible. And it was. When we moved back to London and and we both made that decision, the work was horrible. And I knew that. And But the Lord, after that, it was almost like a testing period. Right. Because people would come up to him and say, oh, you're going to go back out west. And... He'd say no, like he didn't even leave any work equipment, nothing. He brought every turned his phone off, 
his work phone, turned it off, and the work was really horrible he took here. A big step of faith, through, yeah, yes. Yeah, but through that, God provided, and yeah. he, I mean, he loves the work around here now. Yeah. So, well, but to answer your question, um, I, I, that was probably the defining moment when we just decided we're all in. And it wasn't just us. There was a bunch of other people mm-hmm. uh, that was part of building up the church here. Right, right. Well, and you kind of also kind of answered uh, the next question, you know, when you felt like you were called to ministry, that, that was kind of you personally. When do you feel you were called to ministry? Um, well, for me, I don't know if there was a moment. I remember people would come up to my, my, myself, they would come up to me and say, you know, your husband's going to be a pastor. And I, I'd say, oh, no, no, that, <laughs> you know, I just laugh it off. Mm-hmm. And then I guess for me, it was more or less, I felt like my husband was called to do that. Right. And just for my ministry, for it, like to be a part of the church and that is supporting him. Yes. And, and I guess that's how I, I don't know. I guess right. that's how I felt called to support Jim. Right. Right. And, and the thing I find out is anybody that gets used to God, they really don't have to have nothing more than availability. If you're willing, like your husband said, okay, let's go back and do it. It may be tough. I can relate to that. That happened to us here, and it was a hot summer, and we had a horrible first summer the time we stayed here. Horrible, healthy, wonderful, but not our usual working summer. And uh, But when you take that step of faith and you just say, I'm available, I don't know what I have to offer, if it's picking up trash, if it's whatever, God opens doors for you that no man can open, and he shuts doors where I shouldn't. we shouldn't go. So... I can relate to that, Marianne, and I can see where God done that with you and Jim because I were I remember uh, the small small times we spent with you there, and that you's had a heart for availability. You just loved your town, you loved your people, and you just wanted to be available to do anything. You know. Well, there is a, a ministry within our church that we're a part of that God personally called me to do was the. The shoeboxes, you guys probably do them at your right. church, the Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. And um, for us, it's a big deal because we don't have we don't have a huge congregation, so we don't have a lot of outreaches like you guys do at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, for our church, is a big undertaking. And the Lord called me to, to start it up, and he's using tons of people in our church to be a part of that. Yes. Yes. But I went, I said to my, we were talking about, um, you know, different things. I, I said to my boy, we're talking about church and stuff like that. I said, you know, I'm, I'm just a mom and I'm a granny now. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. But it's, he's got me talking to truck drivers and organizing, uh, these big transports to come pick up all these shoe boxes. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what God, he can equip the, unequipped <laughs> yes absolutely i'm just like everybody else i'm just a mom That's and he 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 called me to do that he put that on my heart to do it and the shoebox is for us in london every town every church comes and drops their shoeboxes oh, off yeah. and we send them off That's something. Yes. You know, so we're we're the we're the depot that collects them and then they go on the train from our church oh, and then i guess good. on a boat or whatever 
You know, what's so it's a big undertaking for our church. Yes. Yeah, but it's well, availability. Yeah. You're just kind of flowing with the, I was just going to say, you know, what doors did God open for you in that? But you was explaining that, you know, how uh, there's so many different uh, people involved with that in organizations and churches, and that's wonderful. That's uh, wonderful. Uh, the next... Yeah, uh, even the, the country churches are... Yes. We're, we have to be involved with them, and right. it's, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, but yeah, we're all working right. together. Right, right, right. For the same goal. The um the next thing I was going to shift the question a little bit to family. <laughs> um, how difficult is it for you raising your family in ministry? Well, as the kids were little, it was it was harder. Um, just get you know getting them to church and just doing that sort of thing. But I've been very I'm very blessed. My children. Salvation came to our household when me and Jim uh, got saved. And I, I had to have some hard conversations with my kids and told them, you know, me and your dad have uh, accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. Just because we go to church, just because we have a relationship with Jesus doesn't mean you will. And you have to make that decision for yourself. And so praise the Lord, they did. And all four of my children accepted Christ so it made it a little easier because we were kind of doing it as a family right. uh, ministry but there was times where you know all the kids in the town on a Sunday were maybe going somewhere and I had to explain to my kids you know God comes first we you can meet up with them after mm-hmm. but we go to church on Sunday there's special occasions with they're going to like a park or something but as a rule we, we go to church as a family on Sunday. Yes. That's um, that's what we do. And, and, you know, the Bible says to train up a child in the ways they, do, they should go and they will never depart from it. And I'm kind of seeing the fruit of that now with my two big girls. Yep. Um, praise the Lord. They've married uh, Christian husbands and mm-hmm. their husbands are serving in the church. Yep. And the girls are raising their babies to, to be in church and know the Lord. Right. So... Uh, I just praise the Lord for that. A boy to work or a girl how to take care of their house and um, be a mother someday. That's every bit as important, training them in the things of God. Extremely. Yeah, and I, there is times where, important, yeah. you know, my kids are like every other teenager. you got to drag them out of the bed, but that's up to us as moms and dads. Yeah, that's it. Say, that's right. get, come on, we're going to church. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Well, if it's important to you and you've set that example, then it's going to be important to them, and that's just how it is. Yeah. It's, if we can drag know. them out yeah. of bed to go to Disneyland, we can drag them out of bed to go to church. That's my thought of yeah. the day. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yes. That's right. What um, what What is your vision you kind of have for our people, and what advice would you give to somebody that, wants to serve the Lord or maybe wants to get involved in ministry? It's kind of a two-part. Well, for um, the vision that I have for our church, what is your vision for your church? The vision I have for my church here Mm -hmm. is more helpers. And I I see that we have a good group of youth here in Canada. They're Mm -hmm. really good kids. And God has blessed them with um, musical talent. And I know that he has future pastors and youth leaders and uh, kids' church teachers and, um, 
we need everything here. Like we're, it's a new work. So the vision for our church is, is having more help. And there are times where, you know, me and Jim travel a lot. It seems like our life has gotten a lot more busy since the girls has got married and they've moved to the state. Mm-hmm. And so we hate to close the church and we try not to do that. But there is times where the church doors have to close because we're going to see the girls or, right, right. Um, or something. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice to have help. So that's what we're praying for. But I believe that God has people in mind to take over mm-hmm. and start preaching. We need, we need more help. That's what we're, okay. our vision is. And advice, I would say, you know, my only regret is not knowing the Lord earlier. I was saved at 37 years old and I'm 47 now. And I mean, if God has put it on your heart to serve him in any way, do it. You won't regret it. Um, seek them with lots of prayer because it's not always sunshine and butterflies. Right. Nope, <laughs> <it> sure isn't. <laughs> That's it. It's hard work. Yeah. I mean, you're working for the Lord. It is work. It is. And it is. I would say, be faithful. Um, if you're, if you have something on your heart to do, be faithful, and just pray and seek God for guidance. Yes. Well, one thing I'll say, Marianne, the different conversations we've went out and had at different times and that with you and Jim and spoke to you and all I ever feel off of you is, is that your love for the people there and your concern for your town and and that's what a pastor's heart is when you love the people and you love your uh, town and your congregation it like your own family and that's the desire that keeps you to do it because we all have lives i know being a pastor's wife there's times that my kids just say can we do this or can we do that even since they've been married and we've had to say we can't son or we're going here on a revival or we're here or this week we have to go here or we're going to prayer and my kids know friday nights once in a while i stay home from prayer and watch the babies for them because i feel bad but they know that that's our night dedicated to the lord for prayer so I yeah. just want to say that I'm not trying to puff you up or nothing, but I can attest to or testify to that you and Jim all you talk about is your heart for the people there and your love for the people there. And that's why I feel God has placed you there. And that's why I believe that God is going to bring people up under you. And I believe that uh, your ministry, which is a wonderful ministry, but it's just going to keep growing and exploding in the things of God. I, I really feel you have a wonderful, wonderful work there. Yes. Well, praise the Lord. And I, I say, me and Jim both say it all the time. It's all from the Lord. It, anything, anything we do, it's because He's allowed us and give it. He's allowed us the honor to serve Him and equipped us to be able to do it. Sometimes I feel, and somebody listening might feel like they're unequipped or unqualified. And the truth is, you probably are. And I am. I feel it most days. Mm -hmm. We all are. Yep. And but God, He equips us, and He gives us the like. I never dreamed I'd be. I'm just going to use the the shoe boxes as a as an example. Mm -hmm. I'm on the phone to people with these transports and the people in Calgary with the Operation Christmas shoe boxes that are going to go on these boats to countries that sometimes they don't even tell us because it's so dangerous 
to share the gospel. And these little shoeboxes are icebreakers to these countries to share the gospel. And that's the whole point of them. It's not the pencil or the crayon that's in that box. But I just, I'd never dreamed that God would, would use me in any way. And, and anything we do for the Lord, it's all him giving us that, the ability to do it. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to add, Marianne? Anything you can think of? Um, If if you don't know Jesus, um, pray to him, uh, realize that we're all sinners and that the Bible says no one's good. No, not one. And, you, ha- you just confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will Amen. be saved. Amen. And it's the best decision you will ever make. It's the only decision you have to make on this while you're here. That's right. And you'll never regret it. Never Except regret. Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is my Lord and Savior. He's my everything. Yes. And without him, I can do nothing. I'm nothing without him. And this life is impossible to do without him. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. That was going to be my next thing, and you did that one too. Perfect. For people that hasn't received Jesus, and yes, that maybe hasn't had that experience that you had, and uh, and that's where you led them with that. Uh, Marianne, we greatly appreciate uh, your interview. It, you, it was wonderful all the, listening to all the things here, and... Um, do you have anything you want to add, Anime? Just that we love you and appreciate you and thank you for the we time do. you took out to do this for us and support us. And you know how we feel about you guys up north. <laughs> oh, we love you guys and love you, uh, Martha. And you both are wonderful women of God. And I look up to you guys. And I'm so grateful that God has placed people in our me and Jim's life to just support us and guide us and just be there for us. Well, we just all have to be there for one another. That's how it is. And, I do uh, have one really important question I need to ask you, Marianne. <laughs> yep. When we come back up to Canada, are we going to Archie's for fish and chips? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm going to get me a passport. I'm going to go up there. Anyhow, be jealous, well. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you, Marianne. Thank you very much. We love you. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Well, that's our podcast for this week. We hope you enjoyed it and was encouraged. Please follow us on Spotify for new episodes every week. If you download the Spotify app, which is free, it makes it much easier to find us. We'll be posting the link each week on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may you grow in his word and spirit. God bless. God bless.